This is the second half of the book versus movies episode. If you didn't listen to the first part, you might want to go back and check that out from last week. Um, we're picking up talking about uh, costumes and things like that. So enjoy part two. I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum. We're going to talk about the things that the movie added or maybe changed. Um, so this is kind of a loose topic. So the first one, um, and again, we're in no particular order, so we're going to bounce around. So one thing is that the burrow catches on fire in the movies. Again, the Why? burrow catches on fire. Yeah, that was... Um, Take it away, team. That was a bit much. <laughs> that was a bit much. Like, I, I mean, you already are... I, yeah, I don't fully understand why they had to burn the to Weasley's to, like, house to the ground. To like, dislike Bellatrix more. They were like, she's too, like, lovable. Let's oh. make her burn down the Weasley's home. Do your casting better. Like, I don't know. Maybe, no, like... she's perfect. Uh, well, I mean, we all love her so much that, it, like, she's hard to hate. Like, you don't need to burn down the burrow. Like, the fucking burrow. Great. I, I can't believe that happened. It, it upset me. It's also upset. Yeah. It's upsetting because, like, if you read the books, you understand how much money they have, and they cannot just be like rebuilding no. their home. No, and also, also, I mean, if we go back to like what J.K. says is canon, that's dark magic that destroyed their house. Yeah. So they potentially need to find an entire new house like, because they can't fix that because Bellatrix is such a powerful. Uh, sorceress or, yeah. or witch, whatever you want to call her. Like, sorceress. how will they have um, the wedding there, guys? Come on. Yeah, it's fine by seven part one. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, black. You know, dark magic's really hard to repair unless it's the Weasley's burrow uh, in the films, and in which case, like, no, it's cool. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Um, I don't see any benefit to them burning down the Weasley's freaking house. Uh, it upset me. It Just really upset me. To be dramatic. They had to burn um, down something because they were like a movie early with burning down Hagrid's huts. So. Well, because they knew that the, like, the cornfield scene was about to happen and it was going to yeah. be really boring for you. It was going to be like signs but for a second. But that scene didn't need like, to happen. Like, it's not in the books. No, I'm just, no, I, I was Like, they could have put those happen. flashbacks in instead, guys. Just saying. Yeah, minutes wasted. Right there. Moving yeah, on. Um, Another addition, which I'm just going to say, I liked this. I thought it was a sweet story, was Slughorn talking about um, Lily fish. Potter. That was, the fish. That, that, this is a good addition. And I think the actor, um, I don't know the actor for Slughorn, but he does a really good job. He's also in Game of Thrones. This no, season. he's in He's in like everything. He's yeah, also but, in like Bridget Jones' Diary. Like he's, uh. <laughs> I didn't see him. <laughs> I've also not seen Bridget fun, Jones' Fun Diary. fact, he is also in Bridget Jones' Diary. <laughs> He's in the um, current season of Game of Thrones, which is season eight, I think, or season seven. Uh, yeah, no, actually, Slughorn, you know, is probably up there in, like, my favorite characters. So, like, any more of him that wasn't, like, because, like, in the books, I was so, like, suspicious of him. In the films, like, you got a little bit of and a change. And good reason, like, though, to be yeah, suspicious of well, him. Yeah, well, uh, he's not... In the end, you know, he does do the he right thing. Through. He comes no, through. No, I think he's, like, a really um, good I like character. Slughorn. But I think... There are parts about well, Slughorn that make But I like that addition with the fish story, and it shows more about Lily, which we don't necessarily well, get. And he's, he's a nice change for Harry Potter, because, like, he doesn't abuse Harry Potter. Like, children, yeah. child abuse is not a thing that, that Slughorn does, so, like, good... I mean, he, he favors but him, he doesn't, yeah. but he doesn't abuse his, no, his like, the like the ones that, he, that aren't his favorites. 
he like still invites them. To, well, I yeah. guess he stops inviting you. But you know he's going to grade you fairly, and he's also not going to put your life in mortal danger. I agree. I uh, agree. That there's yeah. no he's child abuse. A fair like teacher. Like he was. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and a good teacher. I yeah. think he's a really good teacher. Well, uh, I just like that scene you get where he's like, "Don't forget you're a rat tail." Didn't he? Uh, he must have been Snape's professor, right? Yes. Yes. I think they do so, say that. Which is amazing. yeah, yeah. Only only Slytherin one would've... only one student has made a draught of. The yeah, Living they Dead. Movie. Yeah, in the movie. Yeah, in the movie, but book. in the book, I think they say like Slughorn obviously would have recognized his handwriting, but he never showed it to him. Yeah, true. So true. Um, so one thing that so yeah, the fish, fish story was beautiful, and you got it to see a glimpse of like what magic can be. Yeah, they, they like showed it to you. He didn't it's just really like tell beautiful. it. Like, yeah, oh. it's, yeah. Uh, it was really beautiful. I do love that addition. Um, one thing that Alex and I kind of talked about last episode was some Harry and Hermione stuff. And one thing that they added in the seventh book, part one, seventh seven movie. movie, part one, was a dance between Harry and Hermione. And the way that so I like took Nick it... like Cave, too, right? The one, like, the way that... It's in their house. The way their that... Tent, um, in, their in their tent. The way that Alex and I took it, at least, I don't know about Bronson, is that it was like a nice, friendly dance. It was like they were really vulnerable at the time. And they were just like having this beautiful dance. And it wasn't romantic. Oh, they boned after that dance. No! No! No, they totally boned after that dance. I'm done! Bronson, leave! Uh, we are not on that same page. Leave this home! Tweet at us. We're going to start a discussion. Hermione's smart. She knew she had options. She's got to see what Harry's like before she settles on Ron. Like, am Yikes. I right? But not with Harry, with Victor Crumb. I, yeah, she well, already hooked she up with She already Victor. hooked up with Victor. So she's like, I got, I got, I got Victor fucking Crumb. No, Harry Potter right after or Ron that, Weasley. No, right after like, that scene, Harry tells Ron, we're just friends. I see her like a sister. Like, like that's always what he's seen her as. And also, in terms of like writing, yeah, Hermione and Harry do they not kissed, work at all. They kissed and did, and, and did some other stuff and was like, this just ain't they did right. Not, they didn't they kiss. Did this kiss. just they ain't they right. They did not kiss. I, didn't, I wasn't saying they were dancing in a cave. Weren't they dancing to a Nick Cave song? Oh, I don't know what song yeah. it was. It was a Nick Cave song, right? I think right? so, I'm pretty Which sure. Which just bugged me. Like, Look it up. I was just like, really, we gotta listen to fucking Nick Cave? Oh, I like the song they choose. Uh, well, I, I don't like Nick Cave, so that's 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 a, just a personal opinion. It's not bad, um, but I didn't I didn't enjoy it. Um, yeah. So who? Yeah, wrote... Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. I mean, I like the song. I, I, the what whole a hipster called music. Oh, long. children. Yeah. But, okay, to be fair, though, they had to do a hipster song because if they couldn't do anything that was, like, playing on the radio or anything that was classic. They could have it done... had to be, like, wizarding because they're listening like, to the wizarding Like, why couldn't we have gotten Celestina Warbeck? Stop, Molly! Nobody like, wants to listen to Celestina Molly Warbeck. Molly Weasley does. I feel like they would have been listening to Wham! still at that time. Like, or some Wham. weird sisters. Uh, I think this was nice because it was subtle, and I think the song really did, like... Oh, is it mood. like Ed Sheeran in Game of Thrones? Fits the mood of the moment. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> that <laughs> cameo made me no, so angry. Same. Me too. This is why I'm so saying I, I'm glad they didn't choose a known band, like a like a really, really known band, because I feel like... Oh, sorry, I knew who Nick Cave was when this movie came out. I and didn't, didn't like him, I so didn't. when I had to hear that song, I was just like, oh my god. But like, you're in why? The, I think you're in the minority that knew like, that was. But let's note that you did know you're cold. But let's note that you did know that 
that song. I so knew that I did not like Nick Cave in the bad scenes. Okay, we're going to move on. I, did, I, I knew that I didn't okay, like but this. I just think the Deathly Hollows dance is a really lovely addition, and it really pissed me off, because I think... Yeah, it that, is, because Hermione and Harry bone okay, afterwards. Okay, I just want to say that the <laughs> Deathly Hollows dance scene, when I watched it for the first time in theaters, I really like that scene, because I think... When I watch it, I see them in first year, and I think about how old they've come and, like, what their friendship has grown as. And then I hear some bullshit David Yates come out, like, afterwards. Like, I'm watching the movie, I'm crying, I'm like, oh my god, this scene is beautiful, so platonic. And then David Yates is like, this is, like, what could have happened if Ron stayed away. And I'm like, fuck you. Like, boys and girls can be friends without having to have a sexual aspect to it. So, I, I totally agree with you. It is a really beautiful moment between characters. However, they totally boned right Okay, and we're moving on .com. So, <laughs> we're not going to talk about this point because there's not that much to talk about. In the books, Percy's a total a-hole. In the movies, they kind of cut that whole part out. He's, like, not a dick to his family. We all hate Thank Percy. Thank God. Okay. Lit- moving move- on, we're going to skip the next point. We're going to talk about it at the end, about the two parts. Book seven is cut into two parts of the movie, and we're going to talk about it in a little bit. But before that, we're just going to touch on a couple more things. Um... In the third movie in the dorm. What do so you mean in the that? third movie, there's a part in the beginning in the dorm <laughs> in the dormitory. They just have this like cute moment between the guys where they're like taking candy and they're like like have Changing steam coming out of the Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And like the lion. lions in an elephant. I remember that he does like the little roar. Yeah. And, like everyone's like. Yeah. <laughs> and, like yeah. Magic's so entertaining to us, even though we grew up with it. Okay. Okay, I like it because it's, a it's like weird, a nice though, right? bonding like, moment, but. Or, okay, so I like it, but... It is a really cute scene. I do I do like I it I like it, overall. and I think that it's interesting that they chose to do that when they were, like, <laughs> trying to cram in a lot of stuff in the third... Oh, yeah, this oh, is the third one. Yeah, yeah. I they, think wasted, they, they wasted minutes on... Yeah. But I think it's cute. I think, it, I I think like it's it. cute, but I do think they wasted minutes on it. I mean, I think overall, in general, without, like, being as harsh as I am, you guys can agree that the movies are disappointments. I prefer the books. I, uh, I, but I enjoy the movies. Me too. That's where I'm at. You and I are, we disagree on that point. It's like, I really love the the movies and the books. Like, But separately. they're very separate. But I love the books more, but I the like movies the movies. could never replace the books for me. The movies could have been done so much better. Like, if I like, could is, choose Can you agree one, with that statement? Like, the movies could have done been done a lot better. I think anything can be done better. Like, there's oh always God. room for improvement. I'm just saying, I like the movies as are. As oh, they are. Okay. I like them. Well, so the way I see it... My three stories. So I like Fantastic Beasts, and I think it's really cool. But I also... And I might be in the minority where, like, the first movie is probably my favorite because it's so naive, and it's it captures the first book. Yes. Oh, let me just finish yes, my plate. I'm agreeing with no, you. I'm, I'm talking I think it captures the first book so well in that it... It does the full costumes. It, it shows you the world with Diagon Alley and like all of this stuff. It shows like Haggard in the way that it's in the book. It follows. The it does book have greater most, fidelity than the rest. It follows the book the most closely, and I think yes. in that way it's like so pure. And I do like how like the later movies like go into like different. They are more artistic, and like the filming is much more. Be- it's like way better. There's no doubt that the filming is better as the books. Or as the movies go on, but I like the cinematography, which is why I like part one. By the way, the 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 cinematography is is better as it goes on. I don't think the writing necessarily is any 
better or different. Like, I think... Well, the screenplays are awful. Yeah, I, I think that the cinematography is better and, like, they can do more with, like, CGI and all that stuff. But, like, I like the first movie because it illustrates the first book very closely to how I saw it in my head when I first read the first book. So I feel like part of my opinion comes from the fact that, like, when the first movie came out, I was an 11-year-old, uh, 11 years old, like I was with the books, right? So, like, I didn't rush to go see that movie because I was in that like, that, like, teenage phase. I was going to punk shows, so, like, I couldn't go see Harry Potter. That would, be, that would like, hurt so my friend. So we friend. were exactly 11 when the first movie exactly. came out. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So, like, there's, there's, like, you, like, there's, like, people in your age group, yeah. which were not different generations, but, like, we're, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, there and is, I read there is the book gap probably here. about a year before I saw the movie. So, like, I was too cool to go see that movie, yeah. and I saw it later on. Which well, maybe to my detriment. Yeah, that's a fault in like, you. Like you should have never been too cool for Harry Potter. I, but... I'm sorry, I was too busy going to shows. Like my money was like tied up in music at that time. Uh, stay tuned for uh, Griffin and Bronson's uh, podcast radio hour after this about music. That may be why I don't appreciate the films as much as like people that like that was their introduction to the universe. Like. I could see seeing, like, the first film and thinking, like, this is a really crazy universe. Like, what? Quidditch? And, like, really, like, getting immersed into it in that way. Like, they're not bad. I just don't like them. I think that's a really amazing point because I do 100% think the reason why I love the books, the movies, so much as separate entities is that, yes, I did read the books before. Like, my mom read to me the first book. But then we went and saw the first movie, and so they are sort of, like, one and the same to me. Like, even though I do think of them so, as separate, I was introduced to them at similar times in my life. And therefore, I fell in love with Harry Potter with the books at the same time as I was falling in love with the movie. And and you guys didn't have to read the books and then wait for a yes, film to come out true. and then have it be what it was. Yeah, like, I was and, 11. And I so, you know, and then I, like, I, like, I, like, tacked on years of waiting before seeing the film. So even when I saw it, it was even more disappointing. Pointing. Although later but, on we were waiting for the movies to come out, and I still yeah like, yeah I think no, no, by no, that no, point yeah, I yeah, already yeah, was like thinking about the movies differently. Where are we? Okay, so we're gonna U-ball. move on. We're, we're on the Yule ball. We're on the Yule ball. So U-ball. one thing that the movie added, I think, was a lot on the Yule ball, which I think is cool. And they did a whole thing on the Weird Sisters with them performing at the Yule ball. That's my opinion. You guys go. I thought the Weird Sisters was... I thought, I thought it was a bunch of witches, not a bunch of dudes playing music. But they do mention that they're guys in um, the book. I, still, so, still yeah. in, in, my, in my head, I, they might have... She might have said that, but like, in my mind, they were women. They should have been women. Uh, what, did, what did they add at the Yule Ball? Like, you have Hermione's I think, entrance I and... Guess they uh, she on wears the a uh, pink dress in the movie, and in the books it's blue. So I think... Oh, yeah. You know what? That did really bug me. See? It did really bug it me. It bugs everyone in the fandom. It um, bugs me, and we're gonna talk. We're doing a peer because it's such a blatant like disregard for what okay. happened in the fucking book, and and like that's what these films are is a blatant disregard for what happens in the book. And we're gonna talk about appearances All of them. soon, but I do. It bothers me that there's no transition from a Hermione regular to Hermione glammed up for the Yule Ball in the movie. What, you wanted like a montage? Well, like, <laughs> no, no. In the fourth book, they just... Weird Sisters is playing in the background and she's like doing her makeup. She's contouring before no. contouring was a thing. In the fourth book! Like... Shut up. <laughs> Hermione knows her shit. In the fourth book, in the fourth book, they make a big deal about how like 
Hermione like puts all this work into like her her like dress and everything and, and Harry hair. Harry doesn't even recognize her and then like she says oh it's too much work like it's not worth it and I just I like the whole thing that where she like well she put on all that work so, and like she looks out different and then she's like it doesn't really matter like I don't know it's a problem throughout the books that Hermione in the movies is not what she's supposed to look like in the books. Like she's supposed not to have all. really not bushy hair, buff teeth. Like it's all. like a problem because Emma Watson's so. She's pretty. not Hermione, supposed to be that attractive. Hermione, the book Hermione is black, and if you disagree with that, you're you're insane. Oh God bless um, you, Bronson. That I mean, she wasn't. She was how I read it. I don't know. Um, but uh, what I, one thing I want to talk about now, since we're talking about like her walking down those stairs and like Ron like looking agape, right? How about the fourth film and like all the stupid faces that Ron makes? Like when when, when I Harry's, think you're talking about the whole series. When Harry, <laughs> but no, 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 like especially in the fourth film because like when when Harry's name comes out of the goblet and he's like he's like looking all slack-jawed and tranquilized and he's like and he's supposed to look angry but he just looks dumb. He just looks so dumb. Uh, I would not um, hate on Rupert. Well, no, it, it, Ron looked really. No, I think Ron had some weird moments in the film. I think he does make weird faces. But he I was think also it's just an asshole in the entire actor. book. Like Ron was an asshole in the entire book. Yeah, but, true. Sorry, we're moving on. Costumes. Yes, Maggie. We no, see wait, you. no, 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 no. Wait, before you. before that, we have to talk about parts? one of the best parts that the movies. One of the added. best additions ever. Yes, and that is Deathly Hallows Three Brothers. We talked about this at Clyde, didn't yes. we? Yes, hands down. The best edition Gorgeous. was just that animated, like little, like like they should have done the whole movie. In that animated style, but it's special because it's different. It looked really good. Um, it made me care about those stories, which I actually didn't. I mean, like I knew, I, I knew, like I had to remember them because uh, they were important for the plot. But like, I didn't really care about the Percival brothers. That made me really like that story and that part of the film. And I'm glad it wasn't left out. I thought it was really, really gorgeous. That animation it could have been left out. Was beautiful. It could have. It been could left have out. really. It and really I'm could really have. And I'm glad that they focused on. It was so beautiful. And actually, I listened to an interview, and they like didn't. They didn't almost leave it out, but they talked about like interviewing people like to cutting, like do that animation, yeah. and like it was just like a whole thing that that they decide. Like the director David Yates did. Make a conscious effort to want to include that. Like he fought to have that in I mean, it, which I think the is book really is cool. called the Deathly Hollows. So, so they yeah. have you story. noticed that like people that are more familiar with the the films, the Percival brothers like is a very important like plot line for them. And like I feel like it wasn't that important. Like you you learn more about it. Like maybe it's just like there's more closure in the books because you find out like uh, what like Harry's related to them. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, like, whatever, whatever. But, like, people, like, really, like, speculate about, like, the three brothers. And, like... Yeah. Have you seen those things where they, like, they, like, assign, like, why Harry is this brother? And, yes. You know, yes. Bulma I have is seen that, that one. And, and I think in the general, other. the Deathly Hollow symbol um, has well, become, like, huge in fan. Well, Dumbledore's death is, like, the analogy that I found fan theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we're going to talk about when we get to it. But. Um... There, well, I've seen I've seen a few different ones that like yeah. like throw Malfoy into the mix and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and but yeah, so I, I I think it's pretty cool. The animated series, the animated part was, I I mean, just wonderful. They should do a cop. They should like whoever did that animated series should do a cartoon version of like the entire story. It would be really cool to see like that. That was really well done. It's beautiful. Glad we it's all agree on that. Yeah. Um. So now we're also oh, that talk- happens in part one. Part one. My favorite. So you guys have really... It's just that 
I don't. That, that's like I definitely only... don't prefer part two. I just mean like I don't think part one's my favorite. Not my favorite movie. out of all eight movies. I'm just talking about like as a. I don't know. I think the film is the best for me. Like, I just like watching it. Like, it's aesthetically beautiful. Like, I think it's like the cinematography is really well done. The score I don't know. is I gorgeous. Like... The score for part one just is so satisfying. Fucking Nick Cave, bro. Okay, calm down about Nick Cave. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like. Okay, I, just part but one. Just, I'm not even talking about Nick Cave. I'm talking about the score. No, no, like, no, no. no, no. I know what you're like... talking. I know what you're talking about. I just, I can't, I can't call it my favorite film. Um, I see your points. It, it is me. really pretty. Um, so uh, the, it took the me a while to get there. Forest of Dean. I, I like. I'd camp there. Um, something that changes throughout all of the movies is the costume. So I think that's going to be our next general topic. It's specifically, <laughs> specifically the change from movie two to movie three. So movie three, the director Alfonso something or other. He was the one that changed a lot of the dynamics of the movie. So Chris Columbus did the first two movies, and it was very true to the books. The costumes, everything was, like, very, like, it's in its own world. And then the third one, and moving on, they used a lot of muggle clothing and all of that. So I think the next thing we're going to talk about is costumes in general throughout all the movies. One. Why did the costume designer decide to dress Ginny Weasley like she was Ron's sister and not like a character by herself and also a love interest? Well, but that's she's all she is Ron's sister. No, but you know what I'm saying. I sorry, I have sorry. I don't know I what you mean. Explain that. that I did not explain that well. Sorry, I have this theory that the reason why Ginny's character is so written out is because they write her like she's Ron's little sister and one not like she's her own character and two definitely not like she's the love interest of the main. Honestly, hero. I'm definitely not even really back. talking about Ginny's costume. I know. Oh, I know, I just it, was bringing it up as an... It, it's a good point because it supports my point that these films were started way too soon. Had you known Ginny was so important, you wouldn't have written her off in the earlier films like you did. Or Continue. you wouldn't have cast someone based on their, like, looks in the first movie. Like, they okay, cast her... If they, they had to if do they that were, anyway. No, 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 hold on. If they were judging these kids... Off of their looks, they're like, "You're a hot Ginny Weasley." That's just like uber creepy, and I can't no, deal that, with it. Oh, whoa, That's... that is not what I meant. I think Bonnie Wright is gorgeous. I just think, in general, what I mean was they judged her. I thought that's what you were saying. Were no, playing. no, I was saying, I one, I think Bonnie Wright is beautiful and has been beautiful, and they plain her down in the movies. But besides the point, what I was saying is that they cast her based on a redhead she girl a who could lip. stand with. Um, who could stand with the Weasleys. Like, in the first movie, she doesn't really have lines. She just, like, stands with them. Yeah, and they yeah. keep Bonnie right through the movies. I'm saying, like, they cast her based on who looked like the rest of them and not based on who could act Jenny Weasley. Ah, that's what you meant by it. Okay. But they can't so, really predict that because I know, people have a lot of criticisms about Daniel Radcliffe as well. Yeah, he doesn't look like Harry Potter to me. Well, not <gasps> only that he doesn't look like Harry Potter, which he, I don't think he does. He doesn't have the messy hair. He can't do the green contacts. That's but not like, his fault. He's a medical condition. Well, they should have cast somebody that had green should eyes. Have cast someone with green eyes, then. But yeah. Yeah, people do criticize Irish. Daniel Radcliffe's acting, and they criticize Emma Watson. I heard he was like, great in Aquarius. Aquis. Aquis. That's what. That's what it is. That's what it is. One where you see a schlong. But yeah. we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in a little bit. The actor's choices. But right now we're just talking Daniel about Daniel Radcliffe's costumes. penis. We're gonna talk about it no, later. Well, yes. Uh, I mean, Moni Myrtle saw it. We know. Um, it's true. She went under the water. That's how she got the nickname Moni Myrtle. 
Yikes. Um, <laughs> cutting. Uh, cutting all of this. But right now, we're actually talking about the costumes. So let's, any thoughts on like the change in costumes and doing the muggle clothing in particular? I think well, that's important. So I talk about the how I feel like the Death Eaters were done improperly. Um, I feel like they could have had better costumes. Uh, also, Dumbledore... Uh, Dumbledore wearing his, his ridiculous robes. But that's, that's how it should that's be. Um, I think everybody should be wearing their ridiculous I don't robes. think, I don't think they were ridiculous enough. Like, like, oh. like, I, like, oh, I see. like, so, like, the, the wizarding world and the muggle, muggle world, like, first off, when they tried to dress like muggles, it was absurd and hilarious, like, reading it, you were, like, like laughing the, the at trio? what, like. Oh, in the books. Like, yeah, yeah, like definitely. whenever like Mr. Weasley was trying to look like a muggle, it was hilarious, and you don't get that in the yeah. films because they're always in they all know how to dress. Yeah, yeah. They, they that's, know. On, that's on the costume designer. They really should yeah. have done a full like well, this is and the director, right? But I'm saying like but there also, should have been I mean, sketches of this is what it looks like for a wizard every day because you don't get that. You just see them wearing regular trousers. Yeah, and maybe you know, a cloak over it. Yeah, maybe like it's really unfortunate because Jake I don't know if it's I don't know if it's on the writers so much as like on the audience because like then you would have like you would have had like the audience be like look at these absurd no, costumes the that first, put down the there. first two movies they were only in robes the adults were only in robes the students were only in robes it was at the third it's movie about Kingsley's robes Kingsley was the only yeah. one they dressed was a fucking right badass yeah but the third Although movie his, is just where, just to be fair Kingsley's robes do just look like traditional they look like uh, African guard what are those what are the uh, there's a name for them. I what he's wearing, and it, yeah, it does just look like which hashtag racist. Like, but in the it's in the third movie that they transition from the traditional Hogwarts robes to like where they're wearing regular Muggle clothes to, to wizard robes. Yes, I. Agree. Okay, so let's talk about another thing they completely leave out that I like. Fair, okay, is that they don't wear hats after the first year. Which, on the one hand, I'm like, hey, they're supposed to be wearing those hats. But on the second hand, I'm picturing, like, 23-year-old Daniel Radcliffe wearing, like, wearing that stupid, stupid hat, like... hat from, like, the first movie. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. I also couldn't take him seriously. <laughs> Fair to cut that. But if everybody did it, then it wouldn't be that weird. No, I could not take him seriously. McGonagall wears a hat all the time. No, but that's, it, hers is cooler yeah than hers their, is not theirs was hers like is a not cold, what but they, they were wearing have to do the same one like they could have made it cooler i think they i i would want it to be cooler well, but yeah, i'm I mean, talking the about costume, first sketch first year is bad the costume design in general was was not up i mean par. when malfoy and, throws like, that hat down it's powerful in the first one he's like Fuck something this tells shit. me something Tom tells me that everything everything that malfoy does you found powerful i'm gonna no, just go ahead and like, me. I'm the one who you're getting that mixed up alex then like costumes not done well in the movies anyway um, so one thing i briefly mentioned on with the third movie is the switch in costumes but i think the third movie in general changes the atmosphere of the movies i talked a little bit about how much i like the first movie and how true it is to the books and i think Christopher Columbus does that in both of the movies he directs is Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets. Um, so in the third movie, it shifts, and I think um, there's a It gets different... really dark. Yeah, it gets really dark, and then there's a different director for the fourth movie, and then the fifth movie, sixth movie, seventh, part one and part two, it's all David Yates. Anyway, I think you're right. There is a shift that it gets darker, so I think that's something it's a lot that darker we should than talk the, about, the, but I think it all starts with the third movie, so let's talk about changes from the book... From movie one and two to the third movie. 
Yay, let's talk about that. I think they wait a while to film. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I just mean like me like trying to force I, this conversation. I know. <laughs> we don't have to talk about it. We can talk about something else if we don't have a lot of time I on this. I have things to say. I just saying like, I think one of the main differences is that one, they're going through puberty themselves and two... And what, the directors are, I guess. The directors are going through puberty. No, I mean, like, they well, wait the, a little... the franchise bit. certainly is, right? Like, and, like things oh, are changing. One thing uh, is like also directors. important to mention is that there's a new somebody, Dumbledore... Somebody a, dies, There's right? a new Dumbledore in the third movie. Richard Harris, who played the Dumbledore in the first two movies, passed away. And Should so have they, been Ian McKellen the whole time. True. <laughs> Ian McKellen should have been Dumbledore. Ian McKellen should have been Dumbledore. That was uh, a missed opportunity. Um, but there is, like, not only does it get really dark, like, it gets really dark in comparison to the book, the third film. I don't know what Yate, I don't know what, who was it? Alfonso. Alfonso. <laughs> I don't know, like, he must have been obsessed with Tim Burton. No. Uh, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think know. it's Tim Burton-esque. It was, well, no, it wasn't. It was, like, somebody that had liked a lot of Tim Burton films tried to do a Tim Burton-esque film and really failed at it. Um... I, and what's funny is this is like easily one of my favorite films in the say, in, in like this the series. I really like the third one, but it, it is not it's not what I would have done. Um, no, the I, I do enjoy movie, it, but like it gets way darker than it should. And... I don't think it gets darker than it should because I also think the third one does get dark, and I think it is important to make that shift because a lot of people, fans of the books comment that they feel like the fourth movie and how the fourth book and how dark it is really catches them off guard it's only at the end yeah they really hate the cedric dying thing a lot of <laughs> but that, that's the catalyst Fuck cedric but, no i totally it's the <laughs> like, catalyst for the whole it series too. like i don't know not fuck Cedric, but I do think it's important. Like, nobody, like I'm not one of those fans that hates that thing that happens. I nobody mean, deserves you, to die, but also, like, should we have, like, sugarcoated that for you? Like, how you, do we change that for you, Cedric fans? We sugarcoated Quirrell. So, after that, this is the first significant death that we see as readers, as, chil- as children reading this book, or as young adults reading this book. So, I think it is really significant, and it is dark for, like, 13-year-olds reading this book. I think, and I think, uh... Got a, a positive, not a main character, but like a positive no, young he's not character, a main character dies. He, like, was he even mentioned in in the previous books? He's mentioned in the third book uh, as a Quidditch player. Yeah, and like, he's nice. he, like he's listed really as nice, like on a roster. The main issue, but is like that. as a young adult reader, like how many books is it like a a good character like that killed off like in his prime, like as a child, basically? Boom, not very I can many. Name one other. One other. Yeah. Okay, great. Right there, right off the top of my head. Go. Catching uh, uh, the Hunger Games series, which came out after Harry Potter. Yeah. Also, which, also wait, which stole a story from before when Harry Potter was a thing. Okay, but so, wait, like, what's I'm up? Just wait, 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 we're talking about young characters that are dying. But I also wait. Outsiders. I also would like to point out that Hunger Games is um, categorized. You're the outsiders. Wait, young, Wait, Hunger Games is categorized as YA, which Harry Potter is not. Harry Potter is categorized as children's literature. At this point, and still now, technically, so I'm just young adult literature follows a different set of rules than children's literature, and I do commend J.K. Rowling for branching out of that, like sort of, because she sort of pigeonholes herself if she tries to stay in kiddie lit, like genre. But um, 
I think that is her point is that when she crosses over to YA, but before, before she was in children's lit. No, thank you. So, so once people start dying, then you become YA. Is that, is that, I think it's, I think that it's, that was the catalyst. Like Hunger Games. What my point is that Hunger Games starts out from book one as YA. Like you would never say read Hunger Games to like, a seven-year-old, which is when I was introduced to Harry Potter is when I was, like, seven. And, like, technically Quirrell did die, but okay. we, like, talk about it on the podcast because it's not, like... like it's not a real death. Right. right. And, so and it's also not a character that you, like... Care about. Care about. Like, there's so no I'm saying since you're like, introduced you know, to Harry Potter as a children's book, when the fourth one came out and Cedric died, people were shocked. Although... I do have to say this. Well, so My mom got the original Little Mermaid from the library when we were little. <laughs> oh and God. in the don't, real... Don't, in, don't read the real versions in of, Disney, the real, of Disney films. Don't do it. In the real Little Mermaid, she dies. Yeah. And I was traumatized as a six-year-old. So I'm just saying isn't that it like does walking, happen. Isn't like being on land just like a miserable experience for no, her too? No, she like, literally dies. Like, trying to be part of his world? No, she couldn't get him to love her by not speaking. Oh, well, that's really sad. Well, like, yeah. also, it's real death Also death. fair. Could we talk about the Disney controversy where they were like, let's no, have a we female cannot... character that's beautiful, and then that's why he falls in love no, with her, even though she has no that. voice. She, she comes oh. her hair with she a She literally fork. gives up her voice for a man. That, that that's doesn't... all I'm saying. That is not a good narrative for children. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're gonna talk about. But Disney doesn't do weird things that put set bad sets bad examples for kids. We, yeah. What? So this all started because we were talking about the third movie shift, and I do just want to mention one thing. So I mentioned I had already mentioned that Dumbledore is a new actor in the third movie. Gam- Gambon. Um, Michael Gambon starts. I just want to just talk about one thing the movie decides to take liberties with. His friends with, call him G-Bone. And that's in the fourth book and movie where Michael Gammon decides <laughs> that in the no, where fourth... No, where he forgets the English language. No, not where he forgets the English language. <laughs> where he decides where the book says, quite literally, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Gently, said Dumbledore. <laughs> where in the movie... <laughs> did you put the name in the Goblet he does not say gently, not gently at all. So He's, I would say they took liberties also, in the movie. Well, you know what? Like, props to the fucking filmmakers for really wanting to point out the abuse of children from Dumbledore in nope, that one film. Because he's like shaking Harry too. And he's and like he presses him against that like yeah. cabinet with glass, and I'm like, he's like, it's not in the books. It's not in the book. It's not canon. No. But, but you know what? It, it, it showed the real side of Dumbledore that we hadn't seen in the films up to date. I don't think that's the real side of accurate. Dumbledore. That's uh, not accurate. Oh, I Dumbledore's Dumb- not a child abuse? No, that's, that's not, not what saying, I said. But that's not an example of his child abuse. Yeah, I think Dumbledore... Was it him abusing a child? Was he shaking, that, no, was he shaking a baby? Not in the book. Was he shaking a baby? I am a book okay, purist. Okay, was in the movies. Right, so I disagree he, with how it was done in the movies. Fair enough. He's it a was... child abuser in other instances. <laughs> yeah, I think what makes Dumbledore those. so scary is that he's calculated. What's his child abuse is that he plans this whole thing. Like he Snape. roasts him as a pig. Yeah, as Snape says, or raises him as a pig for slaughter. Raises him as a pig for yeah, slaughter. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Roast, whatever. He never cooked <laughs> Harry Potter. When they make the shifts between um, Richard Harris and Michael Gammon, Gammon. The, it's also right around the time, so right after the second movie comes out, is when J.K. Rowling has her, like, 
monumental interview where she comes out for Dumbledore as gay. Yeah, so it is really great that she decided to do that. I, How I have mixed feelings. Ever? I mean, later on, like seeing his taste in men. Johnny Depp's really ugly. And Johnny Depp is really ugly, beast. but you know what? His like uh, he's like super ugly. You know who's really beast. hot though? Uh, his polyjuice version. <laughs> like I'm like I feel you, Dumbledore. Like if Grindelwald. Well, looks that was like uh, polyjuice, yeah, like I grapes. Know yeah. Uh, but um, anyway. So I think it's important because they also, with the movies, decide to make Dumbledore more whimsical, which he's already more whimsical in so, the books than they portray him yeah. with Richard Harris. But they definitely try to play into the Dumbledore is gay, and then also more of the movies have come out, so they also play into more of dark Dumbledore. It, that that like that like really shitty scene where he just ignores what happens in in canon and like. It plays into something that I have a problem with, like, throughout the entire film series, and that is, like, the overacting that they do. Like, Alan Rickman, who is a great actor, overacts, overacts Snape on so many occasions. I disagree. Um, it, he does a good job of it because he's good, but yeah, the overacting in, overall in the whole film series, had a, I had a problem with it. Uh, and this is a, this is a good example. Are we of moving it. into actor choices? Well, no, no, no. I, I, I think like we this, are. We this, can. Like, yeah, this I'm is there. an actor choice. Yeah. Alan Rickman. So we're we're on actors actor choices, and you guys bumped my uh, my favorite subject to talk about, and we yeah, already did this. Section. We haven't uh, talked about it yet. Talking about your thought about. Alan Wait, Rickman. let's talk about Alan Rickman. Oh well, Alan Rickman. He he hammed Snape. Um, I disagree. I disagree completely. I think he played it well. Everybody hammed every single role in this. I like your opinion. I think it's an Um, elevated universe. So, like in terms of acting, like they all of the magical characters are trying to be over, like over the top. They're not supposed to act. like They were so over the top, though. I mean, but like like, Alan Rickman, any more than anybody else. But also, you have to like think about every Marvel movie. Everybody overacts everything that's in a magical universe. Like that's supposed to. And anytime I see someone with, I have a Harry Potter tattoo and they show me always, I want to slap them in their face because like, oh. I'm not into that whole thing, but I think that's more about the universe than it is about Alan Rickman as playing that part. Uh, no, 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 no. He made that, he made that part really no. good. I agree. He, I and, agree. And, I and, do and agree sometimes, that white people love Snape is because of Alan. Sometimes, like a lot of it is like, because I of I love Alan that it's white people that love Snape. Like, I also love Snape, but I'm not are, white. Oh, oh, and did we did we not talk about the fact that Lavender was black and then they changed her to white? And, I don't think that. Happened. I don't think uh, that was ever. Uh, no, thing. she was black no, in the films. I, she was black oh, in the yes, films, yes. and they did a character change yes. and made her white so that she could date Ron. Yes, which, that did happen. That's uh, up. Hey, hey, J.K. We see you. That's not Jack. That's, that's not, not J.K. Rowling's fault. That's director hey, casting choice. Hey, whoever it is, we see you. David Yates. Anti anti coming. We, we ain't down with it. No, I agree. Uh, Lavender should have been black. Hermione should have been black. But in the books, she's not um, written particularly black. But the fandom, I will say, Harry Potter fandom fan art has really reclaimed the black Lavender Brown thing. Alan My friend Rickman. does have a quote. Like, she's like, you know, call out Al- to Jessa if you listen. I don't think you do. But, uh... Okay, so, so my, my final thought on <laughs> Alan Rickman as Snape. Did I cut you off? No, I, yeah. I mean, mine's in the same, like, vein as this. So, um, I was just gonna say, my friend Jessa, she has this thing that she calls it the Alan Rickman of it all, and she, like, 
claims this is why people love Snape so much. She's like says she always is like, oh, it's the Alan Rickman of it all. Like it's the reason why Snape becomes a sex symbol. It's the reason why people care so much about the always scene. Like Snape because it's the same thing as Helena Bottom Carter. Like because Alan Rickman's such a good actor, you care more about Snape in the movies than you do the books, and you start to in you start to like take the, yes. the love for him yes. in the movies and put it into a character in the book yes. that is not there. And, and it's like, it makes, like, Alan Rickman is such a great guy, or was such a great guy, oh. R.I.P., um, and such a great actor. Yes, it takes away from the fact that Snape was the fucking worst. And so you're like, Alan Rickman's amazing, and he portrays him really well. But, like, he did Snape a lot of favors. The first favor Agreed. he did was by accepting that role, and now instantly Snape's <laughs> going to get more, like, more respect because it's, it's goddamn Alan Rickman. Yeah. I like, mean, Dogma? I... Have you seen Dogma? I have. Dude ain't got no penis. Still fine. Still fine. Alan Rickman can get it any day of the week. Um, but that's, that's my thing. Yeah. Is that I had to do a lot of soul-searching... Because I like Snape as a character, but I did, I do feel like I prescribe to the Alan Rickman of it all. Like, I do feel yeah, like I like... no, 100%, that's like, and that's so all, not, that's that's all there is to Snape as a character, because... I don't say that. Uh, I, I'm saying it for you. Uh, you're, well, um, speak for me. No. <laughs> I, 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 I'm just kidding, I, I so was giving you a hard time. I'm, I'm not saying it for you, I'm just stating the fact Snape sucks, uh... The reason why all of you ladies are obsessed with him is because, yes, Alan Rickman is a very attractive man. If you haven't watched the slow-mo video of him making tea, do that almost <laughs> immediately. Um, but, yeah, no, it's the... It, Alan Rickman made Snape, like, a worthwhile character that people could love. I would like to just interject... Creatures' redemption story is better than Snape's. I would like to I interject disagree. that I am not a Saint Snape lover. I don't sympathize with Snape at all. But I don't discount the scene where, like, he says the always stuff and, like, all of the flashbacks. I, and I, I'm not attracted. They made me want to barf. They made me want to barf. I was like, I was like, I, May I please finish my point? Oh, my. Please. Gosh. Thank you. So I don't. Now I know what it feels like to be a woman at every, like, executive meeting Great. I'm glad you feel that. So now I just want (laughs) to say that I don't feel a certain t- way towards Alan Rickman even like I'm not attracted to Alan Rickman uh, um, you're wrong uh, you're insane again this is my point <laughs> sorry I'm, I'm just not. I'm honestly trying to make a point for the Snape arc in the seventh book mm-hmm. but I think it is powerful just in the book alone like not Alan Rickman or anything like that I think that no. those scenes are powerful and that him it does change how I felt about the character because at the end of the sixth book, and again, I really didn't care about Alan Rickman playing Snape. Like, I didn't feel any type of way towards Snape in the movies. And when I read the seventh book before the seventh movie, or when I read the sixth book before the seventh movie came out or the seventh book came out, I was really impacted by how Snape allegedly, like, killed Dumbledore and, like, all of this I stuff. And then it. when the seventh book came out, like... That was really powerful. Those scenes about Lily and just, like, all of his background. Like, I think it just made him so much more complex. And I didn't know how to feel about Snape. And I didn't have any attraction towards Snape. And I think that those were really powerful scenes. I think despite, like, the Alan Rickman of it all. Like, the transformation from how I felt about Snape 
from the end of book six to the end of book seven. Yeah. That was really powerful. It was powerful. And, and, and a lot more so And it had in nothing to do with Alan Rickman. It, it was had, all about exactly. the books. Exactly. It, yes. it, was, it was about That's what, what you saying. knew about him. And yeah. yes, I do, like, even though, like, I will say, like, yes, I, I decided, okay, he was on the right side and he was doing the right thing. I still fucking hate you. You are you're like, allowed. You're like, allowed. I still don't you're like You're such seeing, a child abuser. Especially like, in the beginning, I'm like, this is not okay. All of the explanations she will come up with for why he treated like Harry, Harry like he did will not make me forgive him for it. He also treated Neville like shit. What you got against and Neville? Hermione. And, and Hermione. And that's like, really where and it bothers Hermione, me. And Hermione, like, if you were, if you were, if you an intelligent person, Lily, then you, you would love intel- Hermione. Exactly. If you well, were an intelligent person, Hermione, there are people that agree yikes. with you. So I don't no, think no, that you guys. Should. Why would you say that as a count or like as an addendum to what I'm saying? <laughs> I think they're it's not funny, the same. I knew you would react. But this they're way. not the same. Like Snape can still treat Hermione like a normal. No, no, human no. Being. I, no. Okay, without I being joking. in love with her. I just, no, but, was but, but you know what? He like, might have. He like, might have treated her like shit. Lily as an example. You guys are about the same it time. Is, and like and like okay so I hate Snape I I hate Snape Snape's the worst Snape? uh, but like one thing you could argue is that he treated Hermione like such crap because he had to keep up appearance for the Death Eaters children that disagree he knew were in there uh, it could have been disagree. it could have been part of his fair argument it could have been part of his deep cover like thing but no I don't think it's true. I think he's just an asshole, and he's just an asshole, and he he's has like pure blood uh, opinions and what tendencies. Even say, though Alex? he's not a pure blood. What were you gonna say? Um, I one, I disagree. I do not think he has pure blood tendencies. I think Snape is self-serving, and he was burned and decided to go and hang out with the wrong people. Like I don't ever like in my belief of Snape, I think he's too smart to believe the whole pure blood bullshit. I think he's just like not a nice person. But in general... He's not a nice person. No, I do. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think that is, like, he's selfish. I'm agreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing. Yeah. I think he's just not a nice person, which is why he's so interesting to me. Like, I don't think he prescribes to that pure blood bullshit, but I do think he's an asshole, which I think is it makes him an interesting character. He's, like, the asshole. Right, but, like, yeah, I don't know. I think... Vernon Jersey's the asshole. (laughs) Yeah, true. Well... But, um... I mean, Appleton Orange's... I don't know... Vernon Dursley didn't kill fucking Dumbledore. Mm. Ah, That's a whole different He had to kill Dumbledore, Dumbledore because Dumbledore begged him. him to. Dumbledore begged, begged him. him. He oh said, I do God. not want to I, do this. Okay, I don't like Snape at all. I like all. Snape and that and is like, No, but like, because I, like, I don't like him, it's whether weird. Not, I know. Whether That's or not he thinking. wanted to is, is a matter of debate, but he did in fact... The fact is that Snape That makes him a better Dumbledore. person because he loved Dumbledore so much that he was willing to or do that for him. Or if he was such a fucking powerful wizard, he no. could have killed all the Death Eaters right there. No. They could have just figured he things out. Dumbledore, Why don't you, Dumbledore no. would rather Snape kill him oh than anybody God. else. He didn't want Bellatrix to kill him. He didn't want um, Fenrir <sighs> Greyback. He didn't want Voldemort to kill him. He wanted um, somebody he trusted to kill him, so he asked Dumbledore Snape. needed he someone begged, to put his ass in check, and Snape could have been that person and missed Snape opportunity. to kill him. And Snape did it because, because Snape... And Snape didn't want to. He did not want to. Yes. Agreed. 
Agreed. I mean, we all know it, but he still... It is a fact that he did kill Dumbledore. Nobody's disputing that. Nobody's disputing the fact that he killed Dumbledore, but I think I don't think it's a bad thing. thing I don't think it's a bad thing I think it's the least asshole thing that he's done. I think it's the most kind thing he's ever done. Yeah, me too. Because it's the only person that he killed that he didn't want to kill. I also... Wait, how many people did he kill? kill oh, I think he's killed some people in his day. Before I, I he doubt became that. good, I don't think I don't he would. Think I don't think it. he would have ever. I don't think he. I don't, I don't I think, think he's, he's a killer. Some people. No, I, I don't I, think he's a killer. One, there's he's, no canon evidence to suggest. Uh, that he's I people. I just believe. I think I think poisons oh. that he he may have made poisons that killed people, no. but he didn't administer I think them before um, he became good. Like he t- before Lily died, you think he was really, really bad. The, so the time between no, I think he was like when he was a full on Death Eater. I think he killed people. I don't. I think he was a Death Eater because he really wanted some companionship. No, not, not like, because I think when he was a well, Death no, no, no. Eater, this, he uh, like, killed You're not people. letting me finish. I think he was a Death Eater because he wanted companionship and he wanted to have friends. And so I don't think he would have ever like gone all the way. Like, and also if he Brought had to, killed like someone. A- I think it's sympathizer on the low. I think it's like a gang. If he had killed someone, if he had killed someone, he would have been in Azkaban. I don't care how powerful Dumbledore is. Lots of Death Eaters killed people when Voldemort was in power. But like with proof and like like Snape would have... Snape didn't kill anyone. I think it's like a gang. Like you have to kill someone to be a Death Eater. Okay, I'm going to call you out because you called me out on this. I think that's fanon Molly belief. I don't think there's... Well, it's not fanon. Like it's It's fanon because you're saying... Well, that's what fanon is. I am saying that's what I am. Oh, then like everything I say is fanon and like we can just exist in Bronson's alternate universe. I'm just saying this this is my opinion. I'm saying I think it's like a gang in that you have to kill someone to be accepted. So who did Malfoy kill? Well, he was supposed to kill Dumbledore. But he was a Death Eater before that. He had the, the mark before that. In the movie, he had the mark. Yeah. In the book, they never show him the having book, the mark. He, they never you, show him. If you think he didn't have the mark, moving on. Moving yeah, we on. just have to move on. Yeah, like, we really do yeah. need to move on anyway. Because Molly um, and I fight about this all the time. Yeah. Like, not even, we don't on, even fart about not Fart about it. Fart we about don't it. fart about it a lot. <laughs> we fart about it I fart about time. it every day. So... <laughs> So, you guys moved uh, Gary Oldman down to this uh, So, wait, let's, uh, let me section. introduce this. So, we talked about this a little bit already. We were talking about actor choices with Alan Rickman. And so, another <laughs> another big choice God, is so... Gary Oldman as Sirius Black. And I just want to preface that Sirius Black is my favorite character in the entire series. Same. Go ahead, Bronson. Same. Uh, well, I mean, it, I love that he's your favorite character, even though, like, there's an entire book where he's just nothing but a moody little bitch. <laughs> like, no, I believe that's Harry Potter. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Sirius is a moody little bitch the entire time no, during disagree. during Order of Phoenix. Nope. Disagree. Um, nope. And, and nope. Gary Oldman, I love him. I love him too. About, like, like, what about, like, uh, we say the Alan Rickman of it all? That's what you, your friend It's says. not the Gary Oldman of it all. I There's would... no Gary Oldman of it all because he's <laughs> such a bad actor in this, like, for somebody that acts so well, I mean, look at his range. He did such a terrible job with with Sirius. I don't. Hold I don't that believe. The, I the it. twelve years, the twelve years scene is enough for me. Like, all right, so maybe it's just in the third book because it does get better. Uh, third third film. But, like, his acting in the third film is so bad. Uh, I completely it's, disagree. <laughs> I disagree. It's so bad. I like it's Gary Oldman as Sirius Black like, more in the third one than I do in the fifth one. Agreed. 
He looks so much hotter in the fifth one, though. Disagree. Oh, I do not like that mustache. Um, disagree. Did he not has like the more mustache. tattoos in the third one. Yeah, the tattoos are doing it. <laughs> He's a little emaciated in the third one, but like I can get over it. I'm the only one here that thinks his acting was terrible, but watch it. It's it's laughable. His acting is terrible in the third one, and um, I also feel like for how great of an actor he is, he doesn't make me love. Uh, serious as much as I do in the films. In the books. In the books. Yeah. Um, like, I will say I do love serious more in the books than I do in the movies. 100%. Like, yeah. And, same, same. Um, and it's because, you know, it's not, it's the opposite effect. Like, Gary Oldman just did a poor job. <laughs> I disagree that he did a poor job. I still like... Do you think like, it's the writers? They didn't include I, him enough? Because he I, was pretty I heavy do. in, like... I still think that the book is always going to capture the character better. But I okay, and yeah. I still think Gary Oldman did a good job with the character. Like I don't have any flaws with the character. I do prefer the third Gary third movie Gary Oldman more than the fifth, He's got a lot more passion. fifth movie. Here, he did Gary his waiting. <laughs> look, look, twelve years of it. I read a lot of Marauders. In Azkaban, like I we read, know all of these of things, Gary. Fiction, okay, <laughs> or a series. I le- I read a lot of Marauders fan fiction. Yeah. Because Sirius is amazing. So why was Sirius so, like, over the top? <laughs> but Sirius, but my point, I was about to bring this up, my point about Marauders is that Sirius, like, is over the top. Like, he's a very dramatic dude. With the way fanfic has written him, like... No, but even, like, in canon, that's what, what you call whiny in the fifth book is me seeing, like, that is a clear personality trait of Sirius. I don't think he's dramatic. I, like, I, I also think, think I think been James in, is dramatic. I think he's also been in Azkaban for 12 years. 12 years. Which <laughs> makes him, I think he's Like, can we have really... the movie quote in here? Like, can we just have, No, I can't. Like, we don't have the rights to that. Twelve years of Azkaban for the crime of his best friend, who he is like that. I'm not killing even, his best I'm friend. Not for, yeah. I'm killing his best yeah. friend, which is like I'm not even saying but like he's he, in love with James. Like that's not even what I'm saying. Although Molly and I kind of think that's canon. Oh, but, I think that I think that 100 percent is canon. Right. Like, like, but, like and like love doesn't have to be a romantic thing. Like right, he but, had okay, a yeah, deep. He, he had very deep and real feelings for for James. like James. Like, that was his brother, you know? Yes. Yeah, so I'm saying, like, you're in jail for that, and, like, your other best friend, Lupin, also thinks that you've done this horrible thing. You don't get to be with Harry, who's, like... But again, in that scene, Lupin's, like... Lupin and Sirius hug, I want to cry. Yes. Also, Wolfstar. Wolfstar. No, not even talking about that. I'm just talking about their friendship. What the hell is Wolfstar? Wolfstar is the ship of Remus Lupin and Sirius Black. I can't do this. No, it's it's canon. We don't have to do this. It's canon. I just mean, Um, like, their friendship alone is really powerful. And that hug. No, separate from that. I do. I do. You're taking away the powerfulness of their friendship. I I don't think I'm taking away the powerfulness of their friendship. By making it a romantic thing, it is taking away the power of their friendship. No. It's making it something else. It's turning into something it's else. It's people that loved it so much that they made it something else. But, just like, but right you know. now you're saying like it's their romantic, and I'm like, no, it's not. It's not romantic. It's so I mean, powerful. I think whether it's romantic friendship. or or a friendship, I think that they still have that really loving moment. Also, just like I know this is movies, but since we're talking about movies versus book, the director of the third movie gave the actor of Remus Lupin the note to act like a homeless gay man because Remus, like, for oh, the part of oh, Remus Lupin. Well, had to have. Otherwise, like, that also, was, Remus if that was your, if that was your acting choice, you need another job. Like, like, if you were like, oh, Lupin is a homeless gay man and I need to, like, definitely, like, get that across in his entire film. 
No, dude. Like, Lupin was a badass, I felt. No, I, I no, know. Lupin is a badass. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know if, I don't know why you're implying that homeless gay men can't be it. I think, but I think the whole point, <laughs> um, I think the whole point because of. Because they're homeless, so you can't take you no, back to your the, bit badass no, pad. But, no, but I think the whole point of the homeless gay man thing is that Lupin as a character is meant to represent the um, ostracization of um, gay men during the AIDS epidemic. Like, the whole, like, having, being a werewolf is supposed to to be, like, having AIDS. She has that. So, like, Lupin as a character is supposed to be that um, parallel. So I think that's why they say that in the... Um, in the movie, the director said that to the man playing, um, Lupin. And I also think that's why Wolfstar is, part of the reason why Wolfstar is such a thing is because the fandom has really tried to reclaim in fan fiction that if you're going to have a character that represents, uh, injustice, then that person should be the representation. Well, that their affliction should represent AIDS. Lupin. That their affliction should represent AIDS, that they should also represent part of the AIDS movement, which is gay men. Or bisexual men, like or bisexual, you know. Okay. I didn't know that. I didn't know that she intended uh, Lupin to represent AIDS victims. So we're talking about actor choices. So <laughs> Gary Oldman was terrible. We talked about Gary Oldman. We talked about Alan Rickman. So I think we should just take a minute to talk about actors that we really appreciated in the series and the ones that we didn't. So love versus hate. So personally, I'll just say I love Maggie Smith as McGonagall. Yes. Love Maggie Smith. I love, love Rupert Ruby Coltrane. What is that? Is Ruby Coltrane? Who's that? that? Hagrid, I think, is his name. Is oh, Ruby. Ruby yeah. Uh, whoever played uh, Slughorn, I really I like, like him. And I like Umbridge. I Bridget thought that was oh, great. Oh, Umbridge is very good in that a terrible actress. way. Okay, so I I brought this. She didn't up. look enough like a toad to me, though. Yeah, she was a little too like, wild. I, 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 like she was. She wasn't fat enough. Like, what like, like I, I thought Umbridge was going to be toad. fat. You know, like, yeah. like when I think of toads, I think of like oh, a fat thing. Just some background information, and I think this only broke a couple times, but I know that J.K. Rowling specifically said she only wanted British actors to play these parts. And I think that only was like maybe broken a couple times, and I don't even know which characters that would have been. But I don't think think it was broken. Okay, so for the almost for every character, maybe all the characters, it was all by British or like UK actors. Like I don't even think that they broke it with Fantastic Beasts. Yes, they did. Wait, no. Um, yeah, well, oh, yeah, they certainly did because uh, Johnny Depp is not British. I thought he was. Nope. I thought he's he was. American. He's not. He's That's from Kentucky. Right. Yep. Johnny Depp's from Kentucky. They everybody. did not break it uh, in the in the originals, as, as far Ooh, as I know. Wow. I this is a really broad topic, and I think we're only going to spend a little bit of time on it because there's a lot to talk about. But for the most part, are there any glaring actor choices that you really loved or that you really hated? And I know you already mentioned Gary Oldman. Um, and we talked about Alan Rickman. Well, I would. Um, I wanted to love Gary Oldman, but didn't love his acting. Okay. Um, so not that one. But uh, any Maggie, others. Maggie Smith. I Loved. think we can all agree was amazing. That was a great choice. Alan Alan Rickman for the wrong reasons. Not talking about that anymore. Any others? Um, <laughs> again, I mean, I mean, missed opportunity not having Ian McKellen as as Dumbledore. Actually, that's a great point because I think Ian McKellen would have been a brilliant Dumbledore because I think he's like whimsical and he would have brought and like, strong. Like, yeah, like, he would have been really great as Dumbledore. And then think about like the fan fiction of like Dumbledore actually being Gandalf for a second. Like no. how cool that. But been. I would have loved to see like right like. But I okay. would have loved to see Patrick Stewart as um, Grindelwald <laughs> and then being yes. a beautiful. <laughs> yes, and finally it's like it's like it's like. 
that meme where you're like, where like the stick figures like kiss. Like we would have finally gotten that. We would have gotten to see. And Patrick we Stewart. all know oh in the X Men that Doctor X and Magneto are in love with each other. Totally like, lovers. Oh, they are lovers. My goodness. Anyway, this is off topic. This is off topic. I love Jake, Gandalf, Magneto, Doctor X, Dumbledore. It's like all there. Grindelwald. It's all there. Anyway, on top of that, are there any other? No, I don't have. So people disagree. No. So Ian McKellen. That I mean, again, I'll say it again. I like to voice the internet sometimes when it comes to fan fiction, but some things that I have read and have heard is that people don't like Emma Watson. They think she's a bad actress. What the and, fuck? And they don't like Daniel Radcliffe. They think he's a bad actor. I don't want to talk on it. Do so, any of us have this opinion? I don't. No. Personally. So I, I feel like I can I justify just, it. Emma Watson's I, all amazing. I wanted to do was bring it up as a point on the internet. That yeah. Emma Watson's amazing. So that's amazing. the thing she's, that people believe. The three of us don't I, believe I, it, so we don't have to talk I'm about not, it. I'm not going to go into why Emma Watson's amazing, but she is. Um, what about I do, Daniel Radcliffe? I do, think, I do think that I worked with a guy... Um, at, at politics and prose that looked more like book Harry Potter than Daniel Radcliffe did and he should have played Harry Potter. Okay, so not based on looks but on acting. What do you, do you think about Daniel Radcliffe? Um, not on looks because I just, I agree that I, agree, I don't think Dan. Daniel Radcliffe captures the look of Harry Potter. amazing actor. So before we were talking about like how the movies were kind of done early and Bronson the, was talking about Bronson was talking about that, and I think I we both agreed that like it would have been cool to see the movies done after the seventh book came out. In that same vein, I think we should talk about how a lot of the actors were aged up. It's not quite the same thing, but like a lot of the professors were like seen as older than like they should have been. Like McGonagall and Snape and, and even Lupin's age up, which makes the Lupin like, talks thing. So weird. let's talk about that. McGonagall, let's argue. McGonagall was 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 older. She wasn't older. She's supposed to be fifty. She's supposed to be fifty, and she seems a lot older. She seems in the like seventies. Like oh, Maggie Smith that, seems a lot older. Uh, Maggie Smith can look fifty. Okay, she can do whatever the hell look, she wants. I, okay, I, Lauren we're is not, a tour de force. I love her, uh, but and I think yeah, she no, was no, great. I, I would saying, have no, never wanted a different casting. We're just never. saying that they do age up all the adults because yeah. most of the adults should be in their thirties, and they are and, actually. And they are if you do their, like the like, math like, of their yeah. age, like, like it Snape is, is supposed to be the same age as like Harry's parents slash Lupin slash Sirius, who should all be like thirties, and they are really well Alan Rickman's 50 when he starts the movies at least so I like either way he's and he looks 50 IRL so Alan Rickman's supposed to be what 31 when we start the first movie and he is it, in his he's, 50s he's in his 50s he's and then Lupin oh sorry anyway Tonks is supposed to be she graduates right before Harry starts school so she's like young AF but, and, they, but make it, the they make the Lupin, so the Lupin Tonks thing is like is less, less scandalous. Creepy? But there's like eleven years in between them, and I think it's hot AF. I'm like, yes, JK, you were like, she fell in <laughs> love with this hot ass werewolf and did not care about the ten year age difference. So that's a common thing in the movie. And those and those are like dog ears too, right? So. Um, another thing that, like, is a little different in the movies, I think, and something we talked about a little bit earlier, again, is Hermione's appearance, is that in the books, she's described as, like, really bushy hair, buck teeth in particular. Particularly mm -hmm. bushy hair. Bushy, bushy. hair. It's like, straight. And, and I do think in the first book, and possibly in the second book, like, she movies, does have... Movies. I'm sorry, in the first... 
two mm. movies. She does have bushy hair. She does hair. have b- bushy hair, although like well, the not second nearly. One, they look like they have, so pretty. They put a crimper to I, I, it. I, I, I like how Hermione is seen through the books. Like it doesn't like she's seen by other people as like not super beautiful or anything like that. And Emma Watson is super beautiful. So like when she's super nerdy or when she's like acting a certain way, it's like, oh yes, she's like nerdy and she's like super beautiful. And I like in the books that it's like never an and situation. It's like, oh, it's, she's super nerdy. She, she develops as a beautiful person, not because of her physical. Exactly, it's and all like you inner. Come to appreciate her because it's, of like the things about like yeah. the more like in depth things about exactly. her. And the yeah. one time she that's a beautiful way like to describe beautiful. it. It's in the Yule Ball, and then to Molly's point from earlier, which I think is a very important character growth moment for Hermione, is when she's like, oh yeah, I got beautiful for this one day. And it's way I, too much you know fucking work. It's yeah, way I'm too much work. That. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck, like, fuck heels. Like, I'm going back to like, flats. This fuck is bullshit. Sleek hair. Fuck sleeking my hair. Like, yes, um, Hermione. Yeah, yeah. It would have been I great. Say, it would have been my great. Hair straight. It would have been great if she had like, like, not even bothered to like work on getting it out. Like, it yes. just like, just like, let it like stay like flat and like grow. Like, and she was like, I don't even care enough to, like, put, like, the opposite, like, like to use the spell. And like, honestly, I just don't even care about my appearance. Honestly, I like that Crumb notices <clears throat> Hermione despite all of that. Yeah. And Ron, who ends up with Hermione, only really notices how beautiful Hermione is, or at least outwardly says it. Once she's like super beautified, she does yeah. the like, whole thing. She puts yeah. all that work into it, and well, Ron's they, they, like. They talk about her looking really beautiful at the wedding too, right? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. so like she clearly like yeah. she wants to put in the time, which also, first off, like how much time is it really? You're a witch, as she reminds Harry at one point, right? She's like, you're you're, you're all wizard, Harry. No, Use like your she, wand. That's yeah. what I um, want to know is like how easy is it to fix yourself? Like, oh, your regimen has to be super easy. She said it was like, like four hours. Like, yeah. I, okay, that's some complicated that's, fucking that's spell her, work. That's a fourteen-year-old. Like, Okay, I think she's by adult Hermione, she's got she's like probably a restarting and doing a lot again. Yeah, she probably like we like, get again, it. <laughs> she was contouring before it was a thing. She knew it um, was up. Hermione, but, but I do um, like I thing. like that. I'm kind of a crumb proponent, I guess. I don't know. You're not alone. People in the I fandom think, have really. I do taken think that that's really cool though. that Crumb is like loves Hermione even before he sees her in any different way. He's like, oh, she's super nerdy Which, and I like her again, and I think that's cool. The, their relationship was, like, hers and hers and uh, Crumb's relationship was glossed over in the films as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Definitely. Because she, didn't he, he gave her some information that helped them defeat Lord Voldemort, right? Like, no, I think what? Harry uh, remembers some wand information, but that's no, not but he also Hermione. he also talks about uh, Grindelwald's uh, mark. That's, that's too Harry. Her... That's too Harry. That's too that Harry as Barry. Yeah. Harry is Barry. <laughs> Harry as Barry when he is. Oh, you're absolutely right. That was at the that Jessica was at the wedding. That was yeah. at the wedding. Yeah. But again, it's something that you don't get from Crumb. That you know. Again, I I, I appreciate Crumb. I I like Crumb. I just don't ship Crumb as Hermione. No, I don't ship them as in game, but I do appreciate Crumb as like. Oh, I don't. Liking like. Hermione in the beginning, despite how she looks, like he well, likes her for who she is as a person. He also like broke and the norm for what you were th- what you thought his character was going to be. He ended yeah. up being like yeah, an intelligent really guy. Yeah, I love and, that. Like, I think that he was smart. I don't think I like that. No, I think no, no, he, he is smart. To be smart to use some of the spells that he. Used, I think he is but. smart. I think Parker off is smart, and he's good at magic. No, I, don't I think, think he's smart. I disagree. Yeah. I think Crumb is smart. And I, I don't know. The, the bubblehead charm is like the one, like it's like the it's like one of the hardest charms to do. Like him and Cedric can only like do they, it. they they mention it. 
outside. Okay, fair. Of I, that, I of think that, he's like, good at magic. Thing. I don't. I guess I'm saying I don't know if like being able to perfect magic. Is I don't think he's conniving. So, like opposites attracting. Like Hermione liked him because she he was like really dumb. I don't like, think he's conniving like Hagrid, but I think he's good at magic and I think he's smart. I do think he's smart. All right. I just don't think he's smart. Yeah. Like, I'm not, like, I do like that Hermione and him have their little thing. He came across as smart to It's me. not like, in-game for okay, me either. Okay, maybe not smart. Like, he was capable. He was a very, I, he was a, he was a very felt, capable wizard. I'm just, I'm going to say this. I felt that he was on the same level of intelligence as Harry. Like, he's... No, he was smarter than Harry. I disagree. Completely. Everybody's smarter than Harry. No. Though. Like, no. literally everyone's smarter no. than Harry. I think he's on the same... Okay, we're, we're gonna argue about this all night. Because um, we have no, like, evidence to back up their IQs. Like, we're No, just... we have a lot of evidence of Harry being just a straight dumbass. I'm sorry, he liked her for how many, how long? And he <laughs> does he have Harry a didn't even know it was Hermione until halfway through the U-Ball. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that. And the, the, the does he have a brother like, comment? what? Hermione? Like, He's like, is it Voldemort? No. Does he have a brother? Like, that's just stupid. <laughs> you asked me why I liked Crumb if it's not because I think he's smart. One, I think people have more to offer than their intelligence. Do I think that's a big part of it? Yes, but I think that you can have perfectly likable characters that are dumb. Um, I think, th- I really do enjoy that he likes Hermione just because he... It is like... But I think that's smart. Like, I think he sees beyond that because he's intelligent. Well, like, I don't think that's why so he you sees beyond to, it. You, I like that he's good at sports. Like, I think that's a really so great... You, like we I didn't trust them. We didn't trust the Durmstrang folks, like, because of Igor or, or, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, but he's kind. But, like, we didn't trust... And he broke the mold for them. So, like, I really like that about his character. Yeah, me too. Like, like he, I just he, think he's he a broke, kind... Good guy. Like, you were like, these guys are dark wizards. They're all, like, crazy. But I think he is good at magic, and and he is a smart guy. I also said that I thought he was good at magic. I just don't... So how does that not make him intelligent? I think Harry is very powerful, and he's still not very He's not intelligent. He's not good at magic. If you compare him to Hermione and Crumb, yes, he doesn't do that great at magic. But he was a... Okay, but I'm talking about compared to Crumb. I am talking about compared to Crumb right now. Okay. I think that Crumb is good at magic, and I think that because he's good at magic, that makes him intelligent. Yeah, I think the better. I think being good at magic does ones. make you intelligent. Like, yeah, I think I think you have to have like a, a certain IQ to be be a wizard number one. Like him doing that and spell on the dragon does take a lot of intelligence. Doing the the five. spell to do the the shark head does take being intelligent five. and but good at magic. But then you have to go back on everything you've ever said about Lockhart. Because then Lockhart would be really dumb, which is what no, I said no, in the beginning. Lockhart? Disagree. Lockhart's a completely different story. No, but I, but you're saying that Lockhart to be good a... at magic, no, you have to be intelligent. But that I'm not saying it's in reverse. But I'm saying I, okay. Like he I was think, really. I, I think the two are separate, is what I'm saying. But I don't think it's in reverse. Like I think because Crumb is good at magic, he is intelligent. I. I did say that about Harry just now, but I do think Harry is good at magic and he is smart, but in a different way than Crumb. I was being mean about Harry just now. I will admit that, but I don't think that's the same as Lockhart. Lockhart's a whole different story, which we've touched on a lot. You're just changing your whole tune now. If yes, I did change yeah. my whole tune about Harry, but not about Crumb. I'm not changing my argument about Crumb, which is what we were talking about in the first place. I mean, I think I think we'll have to. I think Fair I enough, will table. You, you, I'll you, table you, this. You reversed your example. You reversed your example. You were like, look at Harry. Yes. He's an example of why Crumb has to be smart. 
I think that Chrome, well, the Chrome, the, the magic that Chrome that, did, like being good at magic and being smart are different things. That which is, is what why, I'm trying. Which to is say. why I brought up Harry as an example. I, I, don't, I don't agree. Which with is that. why I then backed out of it. Yeah, I, I think that the, the best wizards were also smart. Um, I don't think Harry was the best wizard. Also. I'm just gonna say that I will table he this discussion till we get things. to the fourth book, and I will happily be proved wrong in the fourth book. Okay, right. so let's move on. So, we're going to talk about the House of Aunt Ramp, but before we do that, we're going to just talk about a couple of abstract topics. Um, we're going to talk about, like, the overall narrative to book versus movie arc, and I think when we talk about that is, like, how it changes with Harry, and the, the change the book goes through, and the change that the movie goes through, and, like, the speed it goes through, and how, like how we talked about the darkness of the books and the darkness of the movies, and I think we should just explore that a little bit more and how it's different in the books and the movies. So, so do you guys know what I mean when I say yes. the narrative arc? Yes, yes, Okay, yes, yes, so yes. let's let's discuss. Um, <laughs> well, I, 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 for one, am glad that we don't have to deal with, like, Harry thinking in the films. <laughs> uh, because... You don't wish we had his head in I, part. What, what's that quote like, we like? The, the monster? The monster inside of him with Jenny. Um, that's what it is. Oh, that is that was totally like yeah, okay. Anyways, um, <laughs> oh god. No, no, no. I, I'm glad that we don't have to like see it all through Harry's uh, point of view uh, because he got it wrong. Do I, do I want more? No, sorry. He got, he got it wrong on so many cases, um, and also it was just like all the feels all at once. I just noticed that Draco and, and Harry are chilling up there. Yeah. Um, like. He had all the feels, and, like, I just got so sick of, like, him thinking, like, stupid things and making stupid decisions, and so I didn't have to, like, I don't know. I'm glad that, I and I wish it had happened more, it wasn't all from Harry's point of view, like the, like the books mainly were. Uh, you have, yeah. you have glimpses in the, in the books where it's from someone else's perspective, or you're just not looking at Harry. Um, and I wish that had been done more in the films. Yeah. Uh, like, more of, like, a third-person kind of, like, viewing, um... Yeah. Viewing the story as it unfolds versus, you know, watching Harry Potter throughout the entire story. Um, so that's my, my, that's my thought on it, is, like, I didn't have to hear Harry whine, and that makes me happy. Um, or, you know. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about that. Uh, I disagree with you because I think Harry has every right to whine because he's gone through more stuff than like most of us can really imagine. But uh, like I, uh, I understand that opinion. I just I I really like Harry as a character, so I just disagree with you on that. You don't like you don't really like Harry as a character, is what I'm getting from what you said. In this I podcast. like Harry as a character. I don't like listening to whining. And he whines and gets things wrong so often. Yeah, but I think I get things wrong often, like, as a person, so... Well... I think it's important as a hero to have, like, flaws. Yes. Because if he was, like, infallible, like, he would be so irritated. It's, like, great that we see these flaws yeah. in him. And I, I can't... I point out these flaws all the time. Alex can attest. But I think that's what makes him a great main character Me is too. that he has so many flaws. Me too. Which is why I like him because I usually so, have so the main So then character. do you do you dislike the the film portrayal of him more than you like 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 because I mean if what you're saying is true 
then like the film depiction of Harry, he doesn't get things wrong very often. It so all kind of works out for Harry. What I said it all comes out Harry. So what I said in the beginning Except and what, is, what I stand by is that the books and the movies play such different roles to me. Like they're completely separate. Like I don't think of the movies as portrayals of the book. Like I think of them as completely separate, and that's just a personal opinion. And I don't, I don't think of them that analytically like I think of the books very analytically and I am very I I like find a lot of fault in Harry when I read the books and I think it's great that I find fault in them in the movies I take it much more lighthearted, and honestly I don't think about it that much so if I thought about it more I'd probably find fault in it but because I don't think of them that way I I, I honestly don't think of it that way I think for me, I do think of them as separate, but I, but there's a part of me that brings movie characters to the books. So for me, like, they are separate things. Like, I don't think of the books as, like, this is supposed to be exactly the movie, the, sorry, I don't think of the movies as this is supposed to be exactly, exactly the book. Exactly what you see in the book, yeah. But I do bring things that I know from the books to the movie, so I can't answer as a pure separatist because I when I watch the movie I think Harry is going through this this information that was yeah only you given have to me his inner monologue kind right. of running through your head yeah what I'm saying is is well I'm happy to go without that but maybe it's pretty important like uh, like maybe people that just know the films don't really understand enough about Harry to yeah. like maybe like they could think like god this guy just fucking sucks <laughs> like you know like yeah. he may uh, you know and it's without even like the same reasons as us for thinking he sucks you know like they yeah. I mean I don't think he sucks but yes I see what you're saying or makes dumb decisions Harry Potter I does not he has suck faults Harry but Potter I think he is makes... obviously a good character but he he does do things wrong on occasions and you're like you're like, dude, that's such a silly decision. Why'd you do that? But I think that too, but I also think he's young for most of it. Like, I, I have I have a hard time as an but adult. But so are the other characters. And yeah, like, they, they make better make decisions as him. I think Hermione definitely oh, well, does. Hermione, I think, Hermione, is like aged Herm- for her years, though. Like, I think she's clearly supposed to be a character that is. Hermione clearly should have been, like, advising Dumbledore on how to handle the whole, like, Harry situation. But even, um, like, Luna in some instances and, like, never run. Luna, never Luna, runs. Luna drops never, the ball like, as a Ravenclaw a few times. A few times, I think, but that's because she thinks of it differently. Like, she's very like, outside even, of the box. Even thinking. if, okay, and, and this is, like, piggybacking off the conversation we were having the other day. Uh, like, even if McGonagall was at St. Mungo's, like, why didn't Luna say, like, one of us needs to fly to, like, some other member of the, the Order of the Phoenix to, like... Because they wanted to be involved in the battle. Oh, They're in Dumbledore's army. It's so stupid. It is such They're a in Dumbledore's army. So in the fifth book, when... Uh, okay, okay, I think that's what a Hufflepuff would have been useful. Because a Hufflepuff would have been, like, I'll do the thing that's not as fun. Like, yeah. they wanted to be in the heat Even of the battle. Ravenclaws want to be, like useful yeah and well like if you're going to go to london anyways and you're checking to see if sirius black is at grimwald place where's grimwald place is it in london answer me that why yes. wouldn't you just take your whole body through the fucking fireplace 
And True. Like, that's and a then, great like, point. Like, there. go and look through the house, like, hey, serious, you here? But instead, you're like, let me just poke my head into the kitchen. Like that. That's you a good, can. That's you a good no, error. You could have. You could have. You could have just gotten out. You can do even like, your head. You can do the you whole body. You're not body. supposed to operate in and out of Hogwarts. Like, I don't understand. Uh, but no, she had a, she had a private fire link. Is it's not operation. It's the clone network. I know, but I'm saying, then why didn't the Death Eaters just come through an unmarked flu? Because Umbridge wasn't there. I know, but like, no. It was Umbridge's fire specifically. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They do mention that. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. They, they that absolutely mention that. That is a great point, and they should have. They definitely should have checked. That. I do think that when they um, read the book, I'm like, why? Also, should have just fuck gotten... you, creature, in that one moment. Yeah. You yeah. Son I mean, of a bitch. but you mentioned his redemption arc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that is that is pissy. Okay. All right. Um. So we talked about book arc versus narrative. I think. I think. And we talked about Harry, like, so just kind of tangentially. So. Griffin, but, a friend of the podcast, uh, <laughs> he mentioned a topic that, like, if people watching the movie after they've read the book or even before they read the book, how that changed the whole series. Like, so the book, and you talked about it in the book being too early, um, how that changed the, the Phantom in, in general. So people either watch the movie before they read the books or they read the books and they watched the movie right after that whole thing. Like, how does that affect it? Uh, I, I think that if you watch the films and then read the books, you're not inclined to have, like, that deep of a passion for the fandom. Personally. I, I just, I, I, think yeah. that, I think that you would watch them and think, well, this isn't that great of a story. And then, like, have to read yourself through angst. And just be like, oh, damn. Well, like, because I, I do, like, I'm not saying that I think it's a poor story. But I think that the way the films do it, it's very cut and paste. Again, I think that you enjoy the films a lot more knowing the universe versus not knowing the universe. Then you, like, you're like, I don't understand the obsession with it. Yeah, I agree. I think if you read, then you like it a lot more. It becomes you are a part of this fandom versus this is a movie series that I like. Yeah. If I had just watched the movies, I don't think I would have been, been a huge fan. Okay, and what I don't know. People I don't want to step on any toes, movies. but like I have not read the Lord of the Rings books. Like I read the Hobbit, and I have not read the Lord of the Rings series. But I've watched all the movies, and I deign basically to be a fan of Lord of the Rings. Like I like Lord of the Rings, but I feel like I'm not a part of that fandom. Not nearly as much as I am the Harry Potter series, where I have read those books and have like am really a part of it. You See, because I've like... only watched the movies of Lord of the Rings, and quite frankly, I didn't like them. If, if, <laughs> if you if you if you read them, you'll see that like the way Peter Jackson did those films is just amazing. Like it, it almost. Makes I mean, I really love the. the I really the didn't um, like them. But I'm saying, I'm, my I my point in that was saying like that them. I don't feel like I'm a real fan of Lord of the Rings because I haven't read yeah, the books, yeah. but I do like the movies. I'm definitely not a fan, and I didn't like the movies. Well, I, I feel like I feel like what you're what you're touching on, Alex, is like people feel like they're fans, uh, like they're they're part of the fandom because they like the movies, but they've never read the books, yeah. and. I, and I think, like, we were texting one time, and you called them fake fans, and I, I, I wanted to call you out on it, but, like, I decided to save it, I decided to save it for the cast. Wow. Did um, I say that? Oh, I did. I did. I definitely said that. I And, like, I feel that. that, I feel like that is strong, because there are people that saw the movies, and that was enough for them to love it, and 
They're not readers. Maybe they have dyslexia or something like that. Let's I have not dyslexia so, and let's I. Let's not be so hashtag ableist. I'm sorry. I have dyslexia and dyscalculia, um, and I made myself read the Harry Potter books because so, I love them so much. You know, like you don't have to read it to love it, but like uh, they do have, they do see the, the story in a much different light than we do. Um, and and I and I also feel, and I like I worked at a bookstore and I sold books, right? Yeah. Um, I worked at several bookstores, and. I would tell people buying the entire, like, oh, I'm buying all seven Harry Potter books for my eight-year-old kid. I'd be like, no. Wait first off till he's 11, then give him the first one. And, like, let him decide if that's a story. Like, I don't think that a seven-year-old can read book four and really get everything that no. they're supposed to get out of it. Uh, I don't think an 11-year-old can read book four and get everything that they're supposed to get out of it. Like, You want them to read one book per year? Per fucking year. <laughs> No, I grew but up like, with Harry. I know what you're saying. Like, I like, think... Like, when you're 14 and you're reading book four, you understand all the feels. And, like, it makes sense to you. But, like, if as an older or a younger person... As an older person, you have the advantage of being able to look back and be like, oh, I remember when I, I used to I wouldn't put a kid way. through that. Like, honestly, if I were 13 and I had access to all of the books, I would have just read but them. But you said 13, not, like, 11. There's a or difference. Seven. Right, right. But seven. I say seven. I read... I'd, have, I'd have people come in, they're like, my kid's reading at a, uh, you know, like, eighth grade reading level. He can read Harry Potter. Like, and yes, he can, Great. but he's not going to be able to get it. But some of it, like, maybe the first two books, but, like, I do think you should be older when you read beyond the first oh, three books. Agreed. Like, one thing that I made me love agree. the franchise is, like, I felt like the books grew up with me. Same. Right. Like, like, I, like we I was like, I'm ready for something darker. You, yeah. I do feel like I got that same feeling of, like, reading them as I was growing up. And we, like, my mom would take us to the midnight release of the books. If, not the movies, the books. If I ever but I was younger kids, than 13 so when, I read the, when I read the third book. Because it came out before we turned I don't feel like, I don't feel like when that's, like, angst got, like, turned different. way up. Like, uh, the first three books are different. Right. I'm talking about the fourth book. Yeah, I read the fourth book when I was, like, probably older. Like, the right. fourth book yeah, was, like, the No, right, but I'm just saying, up. like, you. I feel like saying you have to grow, like, you have to do them by year than no, it is. No, I'm like, not. That's, a long that's time not what away. I'm saying. I'm not no. saying every year. You said, like, every year. I'm saying ideally. I'm saying ideally. But, like, what I'm what I'm saying overall is that, if you read if you read the entire series before you're ten, oh yeah, you can't get like if you read the whole there. series in the first two but years from like nine. You might be able to watch the movies and get a, a huge passion for it, right? Like yeah. like it's like two different to- it's two totally That's different fair. experiences. And like, like, if you read 1 through 7 between ages 10 and 12, like, that's a lot. Like, and you wouldn't get all of it. I mean, I have and kids you have a problem in my with these foster fake age. Fans. Whoa! First of all, let me just defend myself. I said fake fans, fake fans. in response to she something said Bronson fans. said, where Bronson was like, oh, yeah, I don't think that I can, like, talk to real people. She's like, making things up No, right you now. were like, when I, sometimes I don't know if someone is, like, a real fan or if they've read the books. And I responded fake fans in confidence in a message group with three people that have all read the books. Like, Mistake. I would never call a person that likes the Harry Potter movies, just the movies, to their face a fake fan. I wouldn't. But I do think with a fandom as large as Harry Potter, you are not a real Harry Potter fan unless you've read the books. Oh, you did You did use okay. quotations. I love you all, whether you just read the movies or the books. Thank I put you. fake fan so, in quotations because just, I don't think you're a real fake fan. I just, in terms of comparison between people who have read the 
all seven books and people who have seen eight movies if you've done the combination of both or just read the books i feel like you're more valid now we're going to transition to one specific topic that we've been waiting for all episodes. We have been waiting for this forever. We have all been waiting for it. So we're going to talk about Dobby, uh, the house elf. So Dobby is the best. Bronson has a lot of thoughts on this. And um, so I'm just going to let Bronson, Alex and I are going to let Bronson talk about his feelings. And then we will discuss it. So Dobby, Dobby rocks. And, and I don't want to talk about just Dobby Dobby's rocks. here. Dobby rocks is what I said. Um, and I don't want to talk about just Dobby here. I want to talk about the inappreciation. House elves are so inappreciated by the fandom and and like by like JK's like writing. I I believe that they are some of the most powerful characters. Like, so house elves are definitely like they're they're downplayed. They're they're there like we go. I believe that they are like some of the pow- most powerful magical creatures in the universe. Um, in fact. I have this whole theory that I'm just going to fan- share with you guys. Please do. And then you guys can run with it and maybe write some fan fiction. Probably. I'm nudging our fanfic writer. Probably. Uh, so there's... We, we, we have a lot of questions about what he's doing in like the second book. Like why he's trying to protect Harry so badly, right? Mm-hmm. It's because he's part of like a secret elf organization. I'm sorry. That like existed during the first Wizarding World. Wiz- Wizarding War. Sorry, like uh, they were part of the resistance, but they weren't part of the order. So there was this whole other organization awesome. of house elves, and they fought the Dark Lord. And you know what? While the order was sleeping and like, oh, let's disband because Voldemort's gone, they were on their shit. They knew that the Dark Lord couldn't be vanquished that much. They probably knew about the Horcruxes. Um, probably like helped guide Dumbledore to get there. But, so, Dobby was a secret agent for this organization, and that's why he goes through all the links that he goes through to protect Harry. Um, that is a fan theory, and I love it. It's, so, Dobby is an agent of a larger plot to combat Death Eaters. The Ministry lets through the cracks, because the Ministry of Magic sucks. Uh, the, but you're right, because it's like, that's canonical evidence to suggest that wizards do not they didn't, um, include... Um, elfish magic in their scheme of things because Voldemort doesn't think about that. This, That's why R.A.B. can get the necklace is because he doesn't consider um, creature a full magical being and he has just as much so you, power. So you touched on like part of my evidence for like Sorry. why uh, you know like like evidence that we discredit house elves and other magical creatures as magical like a uh, beings like important magical beings that is like we just kind of like put uh put them off to the side um so yeah Dobby's an agent blah 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 Malfoys have been pardoned but the elven secret service keeps an eye out for plans on, on like on their plans to help out the dark lord which is what like the the like the diary was about he didn't know exactly what he was putting out there but he knew that the Dark Lord had opened up uh, the Chamber of Secrets Yeah, but he gave before. the worst evidence. He was like, um, oh, something bad's happening, and I'm going to try and not kill you, but, like, grievously injure you to let you know that something bad is happening. Yeah, Bobby, so, but- so the, the nature of their magic makes it so he has to do things in, like, a very strange way. Like, by trying to 
maim or seriously injure was, Harry Potter, was he was not directly disobeying his master's wishes. Right. So, but, like, it was extreme. It was extreme. It was extreme, but it was all part of a bigger plan. But it was the worst um, plan on part of Dobby. So, yeah. Okay, no, no, no. I'm going to do this. All right. Their magic is so powerful because they're in service to their masters, looking out for the better of the whole ti- whole entire wizarding community is, in fact, service to their masters, so they can go and break orders to help Harry Potter. Molly, you're the um, one who loves fan theories. This is a good one. This is a good one. I'm listening. This, this I'm overrides listening. like all like the dark shit that the Malfoys are telling him to do. Uh, so that's like, again, you know, like they chose to serve wizards. I feel like like wizards did not create house elves. They well, chose... their magic well, is definitely enslaved. independent, I think. But and their they magic have is an so powerful, too. So powerful that, like, even it, when it looks like they're disobeying orders, they may have to punish themselves, but they know they're following the correct orders, and that is to help the wizarding kind uh, I don't think that's what successful. they're necessarily inbred to do, because I think Dobby is, like, unique. And I um, think that yeah, he... Yeah, he's unique, because he's part of that secret house elf resistance society. He that is we, part is of the resistance... Of. But I don't think it's, like, a whole thing about their species. Like, I think his species is to be, like, to obey, and he is taking his magic to another level. Is that what you're saying? Um, no, No, I'm saying 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 that... there's a secret, undercover... I'm saying that... ...house elf organization. This is not Lemony Snicket. (laughs) I don't know what that is. Um... Are you you kidding me? (laughs) Lemony, That's a lie. I thought Lemony Snicket was an author. What, he is an author, but it's a, um, a fake author of series unfortunate of events. Uh, so, yeah, Dobby's the best because he's a secret agent. Uh, he's <laughs> he's a secret show. agent. He's a secret agent in Sorry. this in this organization. Uh, so that's why he's the best. Also, Dobby's pure good. There's no ill intent ever. Yeah, except for he tries to send a bludger after Harry. Um, like he's so book. dumb. It's it's for the greater good. He but had it, like, good honestly, intentions. Even if All right. he injured Harry, like he um, would come back to school. I said, like even the petrified never students, had an ill intent. Even okay? the petrified students stay at Hogwarts. It's a means to an end. The means to the end don't work. The means ends don't work. Even if he was grievously the injured, ends don't justify. He the means. would right. be there at Hogwarts. Uh, house elf magic is more powerful than wizarding magic. True. Agree. Uh, True. We all agree on that. Agree. Uh, and and they're discredited. Uh, they're they're definitely not appreciated. I don't discredit. They're I don't just appreciate. Appreciated. Well, are you guys not getting that callback <laughs> no. to like? Uh, who is it? Is it Seamus? He's like, I don't appreciate this, this insinuations no, from the what? films. I didn't yeah, he says, he says appreciate, this. he says appreciate so weird. He's like, and I don't appreciate the insinuations. Seamus Finnegan right. says it like that. Uh, I don't care what Seamus says. So embodies the reader, and I'm just reading my notes now here, uh, embodies the reader in a, in a sense, a sense though, like it's all one word. I was drunk when I wrote this. Uh, we all want to yell about Harry and company uh, doing a lot of stupid moves, uh, but our ideas of the best course of action could have been just as desired. Oh, okay, no, 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 I get what I'm saying here. Okay, so we all like we all like think like, wow, Dobby, that's that's how you're trying to save Harry Potter, really, you know? But like, 
How dumb is that compared to getting on Threstles and riding to London without talking to anybody from the Order of the Phoenix? So all I'm saying is, you know, Dobby had the best intentions. He tried to do things the best that he could. I don't disagree that Dobby had the best intentions, but he was still dumb about it. He was he was dumb about it, but he made he made the decisions based off of what he could. Like honestly, that's your status death. Yeah, absolutely. Serious? Absolutely. In the uh, book, Zuthin, Fred. In the book, moaning. He did. He did. <laughs> he did so much to help them right before he died too. Definitely, like, and before um, he died, and in the fourth book, which that's really what it pissed me about. Harry's, actually, I have this question over here. Is about, he in the fourth Dobby's, film? Dobby's no, arc in general he's not is in the fourth not film in the fourth at all. One. And I just want to say this for Dobby. So much. Dobby tells Harry. About Gilead. Oh, Dobby. Dobby. And in the fifth one, he tells Harry about the room of requirement, which is not included in the movies at all. It's yeah. Neville that does Gilead and Neville that does the room of requirement, which is not true to the book. But but is and somewhat I like true. Dobby. Is somewhat true in giving credit to someone that you would have otherwise not given credit right, to. Right, because they don't um, give like, Neville credit so to like, others. So there's stuff. like a weird like, all right, well you gave power to the small but man in that one. Neville um, and Dobby are not the same, and I do give. Dobby credit for those things because I think that's great of Dobby and honestly I love Dobby in the fourth and fifth book and the seventh book it's the second book that I really find fault in Dobby that he just acts so irrationally and like an idiot like don't try and maim Harry Potter like there are other options I think than trying no, to because trying to hurt him, him trying to hurt him maybe might make the people in power start investigating honestly who could potentially be trying nothing. to hurt Harry Potter. It did no, nothing. No, no. Then they could have been like, who's trying to kill it Harry didn't Potter? Help at all. It, it, but it could have. It could have. If, if if like the people that were supposed to be protecting Harry Potter yeah, were but reasonable Potter adults. Obviously, doesn't protect Harry Potter. So. The rest of my notes are Ooh. about the best film in the entire series. Okay, go. Oh, boy. We cannot get into... And that is Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find okay, Them. Okay, you've got like a 10 second Fantastic Beasts. Sorry, I have to wake up early tomorrow. Um, no, no, no. I don't, I don't want to do too much about this. I just want to know... I just want to say that like Newt's mm-hmm. Bowtruckle is the cutest ever. And I don't know what his name is. Do we know what... Do we know what Newt's Bowtruckle's name is? Uh, Pickus. Oh, well, okay, yeah. So, House Elves... Give them, give them more respect than you are right now because you not, you guys don't recognize. I do um, think that Dobby should have been included in the fourth and fifth movie, and he wasn't. He's annoying. He doesn't. He doesn't annoy me. At all. That's that's just. If you opinion. had to hang out with him on a desert island, it was just you and Dobby on a desert is this, island. Is this, no magic. Is this BF? Is this BF or AF? Or no, sorry, BS or AS. Before sock or after sock, and it was like with Dobby versus like I don't like Luna, Luna or something Luna. like fucking Dobby. Are you kidding, Luna? <laughs> oh okay, shit! Let's, let's wrap it up. Um. All right. Yeah. So. All right. So this has been our episode. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome to the tangent. I hope you enjoyed uh, all of them. We'll have uh, Bronson back again because we clearly need to talk about Fantastic Beasts. <laughs> Anything that I said that really pissed you off, definitely let Molly and Alex know on Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> or email. <laughs> we we so, like to do a lot of our discussions on Facebook, so we'll be posting some of these discussion oh, topics shit, on, I'm on Facebook. Facebook. I know. And we'll be tagging <laughs> you. 
So, like, we'll love to hear your opinions on what, especially about the movies versus books, because I think it's a broad topic, and we tried to cover a lot of it today, and we definitely did not cover all of it, so there's a lot of things that we can talk about that we would like to um, build on our social media page. And there's just three of us, guys, so we'd love to hear what you guys have to say about the universe and about what we have to say about the universe. All right, that's our show. Toodaloo. Bye. Say something, Bronson. Mischief managed. Ooh. Bye. Mischief managed. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum.